Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Hey, Bayside. How are you? You good? Have a seat. Have a seat. So good to be with you. Man, I don't know about, you know, when you guys go to heaven, Jesus is going to send you here on the weekends. Hey, I even dress like a Queenslander. Do you like my Queenslander outfit today? It's a little bit more kind of uh, uh, noosa, but, you know, that's okay. Is that okay? Yeah, so I thought be, you know, all things to all men that you might win some. Hey, so I'm so thrilled to be here. Man, I got smashed during your worship. Like, pastor, she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, this happens to me all the time. You know, I, I like I say, you... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Is it, haven't we got an awesome God? That's the thing, you know, despite all that's happened, no matter about what politics or who's run the show or what's happening in the economy, it doesn't matter to the church because we have a God. So it doesn't matter what difficulties we'll face. You're going to go through pain. You're going to have challenges. You, you know, there's always going to be a battle in your life. Do you understand that? Who's, this, who's actually realized that? But the great part about that is that we have a God. Oh, <laughs> and, and a God that doesn't have an enemy, a God that doesn't worry, a God that isn't freaked out by whatever you do. <laughs> and when you realize that, that you, you actually haven't sinned enough that he can't forgive you. you, you let me tell you something, this might really encourage you. You might not have had your worst day yet. <laughs> but it's not going to freak Jesus out. And he's got more grace and more provision for that day. Amen? You might not have had your biggest challenge yet. You might not have had that yet, but I'm so glad I might not have had that yet. But you know what? My Jesus is going to be there to meet me right there in that time. And I, that's why I have no, that's why we have no fear of the future. All we have is heaven right now. Okay, and part of what I want to do today is equip you so that you don't die of altitude sickness when you get to heaven. <laughs> Help you out, you know, because I don't know about you, when I got saved, when I got born again, heaven started then. Come on, the idea, and I was sitting with pastors last night, is that, you know, that Jesus didn't come that we would struggle. He promises that we'll have life and life more abundant. The that, that problem is what we do is we think that our circumstances are about that. But no, we're living from a place yes, right. of abundance, a place of overcoming. Like we bring it. Yes. You're not going to victory. You're carry it. That's right. And that's the big revelation I want to, well, some of the revelation I want to drop on you today. Is that okay? Yeah. But what I want to share with you, and I was talking to my beautiful wife, and greetings to you from New South Wales. Yes. There's still some of us left in there. Some of us are fighting for New South Wales and do that. So greetings to my beautiful wife, Suzanne, and our church in, in life, which was like, it's funny, even people freaked out when they found out that Susie and I were going to do church again. But I was so glad we're doing church again because when COVID hit, I couldn't go anywhere other than Zoom everywhere. So it was amazing, you know, because everything got postponed or cancelled or whatever you say with that. But we had our community we had, you know, income and like, oh God, is, man, I really looked like a prophet then. 
And so we're really blessed with that, and, and God is doing great things, amen? Yeah. It's just, I just get astounded every day. I've just learnt, you know, to uh, just, to, to just delight in the Lord yeah. and delight in His saints and delight in His people. And yeah. like, I, I haven't met a person yet that I can't love. Because if you can see Jesus in people, oh man. Yeah. And, and I know this, if you can, enjoy, I, I've learned this thing, okay? I don't know where I learn it, but I learn it. That I can enjoy you, even if you don't enjoy me. <laughs> and because of that, you're under my power. <laughs> Amen. But I want, I want to share this. I'm going to see if I can get through this. Who knows? You know, I try all the time to finish messages and rarely do I ever get there. And it's God's fault. So, you know, I listen to these preachers that are articulate and they have points and, they, you know, they get there. But unfortunately, well, I don't, for, for me, and I just like being me, hey? Are you really good at being you? Come on. And that's what I want to. That's what I want to share about. The first thing I want to talk about that life is a fight. Do you know? Life is a fight. I know you. I've been in a few fights. My even though we were saved very early in our lives, like our family was pretty dysfunctional. My dad was born in prison. For, oh yeah, I know. It's crazy. My first senior pastor that I worked for was a hell's angel. So he's. He's understanding, probably you guys, you know, some of you are in recovery, you know, you know amen. <laughs> is, is like he's, hell's, the, like, one percenters, their understanding of commitment is way beyond church. <laughs> you text, you show up. You know, if there's a fight, we're all in. <laughs> so I, that was how I was, I was discipled <laughs> as a pastor by that. <laughs> so I, I quickly have no fear of man no care like they taught me how to not worry about a whole lot of things okay and so I want to share with you probably one of the best lives about fighting as a, a sense like 1 Timothy let me I'll, I'll give you some scriptures is that cool is 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 12 it says fight the good fight of faith yeah that you may hold of eternal life. Yeah. Fight the good fight of faith. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I found this. You know, you want a good marriage? You want a good marriage? You're going to have to fight. Yeah. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. Oh, I can't. I know. Do you want good kids? It's going to be a fight. You want a great church? That's going to be a fight. Come on. You want to reach this community? That's going to be a fight. You want, to, you want your finances to grow? That's going to be a fight. You want to grow a business? That's going to be a fight. You want to plan a connect group or a small group? That's going to be a fight. You want to do youth ministry? Who's the youth pastor here? Oh, that's the way I preach. And who's the team? They're over there somewhere. There you go, team. That's going to be a fight. Young adults leader, who's that? Oh, Pete, you're a young adult. You're married to a young adult. I don't. <laughs> I point out some pastors and their husbands in children's church. Oh, okay, that went over well. 
It's going to be a fight. Is it true? You're going to plant church? It's going to be a fight. You're going to, you're going to get that building up over there? You're going to do that? That's going to be a fight. You think this just thing that's just grew out of the ground, this building, and you're all amazing? You think, you think that just happened, or did someone have to fight for that? Come on. Come on. You want to see the miraculous? That's going to be a fight. You want to see faith? That's going to be a fight. You want joy? That's going to be a fight. You want to overcome? That's going to be a fight. Why do you think victory comes? You only have victory because it's a fight. Come on. Believe me, Christianity is not for wimps. It's not for hard-hearted people. It's not for faint-hearted. It's not for that. It's not for weak-minded, weak-willed, weak anything. You want, to be, you want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? You're going to have to step up with all that you are. Is that true? Come on, you've got to step up with all that you have and all that you are, all your whole soul and your whole mind. And that's what he asked. He says to love us with all that we are, all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our emotions, all of our skills, all of our desires, all, of our, all that we bring to the table. You have to bring it all to the table if you really want to see what God wants to do. But I know when you do that, whoo! Yabba dabba do, as my good friend says. Is that true? Come on. So we're going to talk about three fights that you're going to get into. Amen. So I'm here to start a fight. (laughs) That'll be fun. So probably the best guy to actually look at this is King David. You know, King David, he was fighting all his life. In fact, if you look through scripture, he fought about 55 battles in a row. Now you think of what's happening in the war and the wars that happened, those sort of battles. David, there was never a time, there was actually never a time when David was engaged somehow or other in some sort of uh, fight. 55 in a row. Now you think he was king for about that long. And so there wasn't probably more than two years or years or 18 months when he wasn't engaged in a fight. In fact, the only time when his life got into big trouble was when he didn't go and have a fight. And we're not preaching about that this morning. So I want to talk about that. Is that cool? I want to get into this. Is that cool? Let's just go quickly. Let's go quickly to 1 Samuel chapter 17. Of course, that's all folks. This is the story, of course, about David fighting Goliath. But we want to talk about that. I want to talk about the battles before that and what qualifies him. So, of course, what happens? Quick story, you know, David shows up. And this big giant, this great big sort of heavyweight champion of the world, this guy that had fought all his life, this guy that seems, if you do the background check, was bred to be a gladiator type person, to be the person that was the biggest, strongest. He had been genetically, (laughs) nothing's new under the sun, hey? (laughs) Enhanced and trained to be this person that would come out and fight on -on one-on-one and kill whoever would come out. And it's pretty much how Philistines, that spirit, you know that spirit that comes out and wants to intimidate? You know, like cancer is that thing. You know, debt is that thing. It just gets right in your face and go, what are you going to do about me? You know that thing? And so that's the situation of the children of Israel. David hears about this. David hears if you kill this guy, you never have to pay tax again and you get a princess. (laughs) I don't know which was better. Princesses are expensive, hey. (laughs) I'm married to a princess, they are expensive. (laughs) So let me, here you go. So David got an audience with the king and he says this. This is the actual, this is the conversation that he has 
with King Saul, okay? This is the first time King Saul has ever laid eyes on David, okay? And it's, it's this, he's, in verse 32, he says, Let no man's heart be fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, You are not able to go up against this Philistine to fight with him. You are a youth, and he has been a, a, a man of war from his youth. And David said, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb out of its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by the beard and struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both lions and bears. And this uncircumcised, well, now that's fighting words, isn't it? Go into a pub and start talking like that and see what happens. <laughs> he will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the army of the living God. Moreover, David said, more than this, he says, the Lord who has delivered me from the paw of the lion, the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go. And the Lord be with you. Let me tell you something. The first fight, the first battle, the first battle that you have to engage in. I mean, this is the one you have to fight first. And that is the fight for yourself. Are you hearing me? David was this, you know, questionable, but there's all sorts of things. But he was sent out. He was an embarrassment of the family. Short story. So they sent him out to, to get killed. It was a setup. Let's just get this embarrassment to the family and send him out and let him... Look after the flock in, you know, these areas where there's probably going to be a lion and a bear will kill him and we can say, oh, that was really bad. But it all turned around and the things that were supposed to kill him only trained him. Boom, boom, come on. So let me tell you something. You've got to, whatever it is, whatever it is, you need to get over the lions and bears in your life. It's the first thing, if you like, the, what's ruled you? The lion, what has tried to rule you? What has tried to rule your family? Violence tried to rule my family. Poverty tried to rule my family. Marriage breakup tried to rule my family. That had been in our family for decades. You know, like my brother and I would have been in prison if it wasn't for Jesus. Come on. Come on. It would have been, I would have had another sort of testimony, I suppose. But it's like that. Alcoholism, drug addiction. What is the thing that's tried to rule your life? Maybe it's, you know, has it been divorced? Has it been mental illness? Come on, you've gotten real quiet on me now. Yeah. Come on, what is the thing that has been trying to rule your life? What is it that chases you around trying to destroy you? You've got to learn to, and, and I mean, don't worry about anything else, but sort that out. Get deliverance, get prayer, get counselling, read your Bible, pray. Don't try and do anything else, guys, until you sort this out. Because if you don't sort it out, it's going to take you out later. Come on. You've got to learn how to fight that fight. The other thing is bears, things that are dormant. Like, how's your anger? <laughs> I could test you. <laughs> how's your insecurities? How is it when someone overlooks you? What do you like? How do you respond? Are you excited about when other people get blessed? Are you excited when another person gets a breakthrough? Are you excited when other people get, you know, that insecurity thing? What happens when you get looked over or passed over or no one thanks you for doing something awesome? What rises up in you? 
has jealousy. Come on. Do you know what to do with that? Do you know what to do with like lust? Do you know what to do with that? Do you know what to do when you get jealous? Do you know what to do with that? Do you know how to kill that? Okay, pastor knows. Amen. This is where you're here. Because a lot of these things take us out. A lot of these things, amen, we've had the, the, the church is looking at these great gifted guys that have fought all sorts of other fights, but never been able to be the fight for themselves. Don't know how to be peaceful. Don't know how to be joyful in all things. Don't know how to be thankful. All sort of competing with one another and all that sort of nonsense. That's a lion or a bear. Whatever you need to do, let me tell you something. Whatever you need to do to sort that stuff out, let's sort it out. It doesn't matter if it takes you weeks, years, years. But get free. Know how to beat that thing. Come on. And it'll be a fight. It'll be one step forward, two back. You know, you know, anybody who's been in a fight, you'll get hurt. Anybody who played any sort of contact sports knows that you might win the match, but you could walk off injured. Is that true? Come on. That's true. And let me tell you something. Let me like, super encourage you to get in God. Like, don't just sit there and be insecure. Don't sit there and just be envious. Don't sit there and be judgmental. Learn how to hose that off. Learn how to kill that. Because that's stealing from you. It's robbing you from you and, and, the, and the you that Jesus died and rose again for is who we need. We don't need broken you. We don't need sinful you. We don't need addicted you. We don't need angry you. We don't need ugly you. Come on. Why don't you just settle it and be happy? Why don't you just get over yourself? We all have to. Turn your neighbor and say, I'm over you. <laughs> That's the first fight. Do you, see, do you get what I mean? You've got you to get in there and you've got to learn how to do that. You know, I love it. You know, working uh, like uh, part of one of my roles, one of my things, because I've got nothing else to do, is to run a Bible college in Brisbane for IC Church. I come up and for two days work with those young adults. And, it, and I'm helping them, and I know what that's all about, because it's uh, part of my assignment was to actually raise up a generation that would be willing to lay down their lives for this cause of Christ, willing to go and plant churches in places that no one wants to go and plant churches, you know, that, that wants to go and do... You, you, yesterday you heard Pastor Glenn Barrett talk about if you want to, if you want to harp for Europe, you want to go there, he'll back you. Do you know what I mean? But he needs, but he's not going to send someone that's still trying to figure out and, you know, they're still being chased around by lions and bears. Come on, guys, come on. How long have you known Jesus and you're still like insecure? You're still wondering whether he loves you or not? Come on, let's just know that. It will be a fight, it will be that, but it's the thing to get over. And let me tell you something, you know, if you haven't, if you haven't accepted Jesus, accept him. Even right now, while you've heard me speak, let me tell you something. The only answer to get through that stuff is Jesus. To surrender your life. You're not going to be able to fight the fight for him, for yourself without him. Psychologists won't be able to help you. Like, I do that sort of stuff. Like, they can't help you. Drugs won't help you. Alcohol won't help you. Wealth won't help you. Money won't help you. Marrying the next person won't help you. There's only one saviour and his name is Jesus. 
So right now, while every head's bowed, every eye's closed, why not go any further than let's get every person born again in this room, amen? If you, if you just, you know, you're, I'm not going to call you forward, but we're going to find out, somehow find you after this service, okay? But if you want to just raise up your hand and say, Muzz, will you pray for me? I just want to surrender. I don't want to do the fight anymore for myself. I want to surrender. Come on. I know there's people here that you need to get right with God. And if you need that, put your hand up. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, those two ladies out there. Awesome. Who else? Let's just get right with God. Someone up the back. I know you're there wrestling. Come on. In Jesus' name. In Je Bless you, mate. Amen. There you go. <laughs> i got a superpower. Don't worry about it. You know? Mm -hmm. But let's just pray, hey? Let's just pray with you because you're the most important person in the room right now. Because I just want you to say this, dear Lord Jesus, I surrender for your fight for me. I give you all that I am. Take it. Use me. Bless me. And love me. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, now we're ready to go. Now we can really pull the trigger. So that was just the, that's entrees, okay? Now we're going to really preach. See, that's the first fight, the fight for yourself, okay? You understand that? Yeah. You've got to learn how to do that. And you're going to learn to do that the rest of your life. Because guess what? Lions come out anywhere. Bears rise up, you know, you can stand on stuff. There's triggers in our life and all sorts of things. You've got to get this sorted out. You hearing me? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You've had, just get it sorted. Get your marriage going. Get your kids going. Get your ministry going. Come on. Yeah. And, then the, and I think as soon as you enter, it's, a, it's quite amazing because as soon as David stepped, see, he steps onto that battlefield already, already, you know, with a necklace of lion teeth, <laughs> a bracelet of bear claws. Like, okay, loser. And I know what it's like, you know, and I might only have a rag and a rot, but I tell you what, you can put me in front of a problem and I know what to do with it. Do you know what to do with it? Yeah. And see, that's the thing. As soon as David killed Goliath, it was, he then get into this next fight, not realizing that. And I know this, I'm, and probably people in ministry here with me, when I say it, you'll get it. Because when you, when you actually nail down the fight for yourself, and I always know, I always know people that haven't really won the fight for themselves, because when you talk to them, all they can talk about is themselves. And I've timed people. This will make fellowship for me later really interesting, won't it? Like I know a guy, and he's a good friend of mine, and I, I, I watched this, and I would try to get the subject off to something else and get it, and he would want it to be about me, him. 13 seconds he could go for before it was about him. Oh, that's just shut some of you up, hey. <laughs> like that's, believe me, is that true? Come on, because you can't, if you're that, if you're those people in here, which there will be a few of you, I'm not going to point you out, I'm not, going to, I'm not that prophet, okay? I'm the good guy. <laughs> and our God isn't like that. But you know what, come on, because people can't talk to you if you tell them a problem and then you, you sort of one-up them, oh, I've got this problem. Do you know that sort of person who, who makes immediately, as soon as you try to share your heart, it about them? That's a person that hasn't won the fight for themselves, okay? And I just understand that and just nod at them. I'm going to enjoy you, even if you probably don't even really understand who's standing in front of you. 
because you can't get past yourself. I think I'm going to solve a few problems for you, Pastor, here this morning. But then the, the second fight happens. The second fight happens. And it's this one. Let's just go to um, 1 Samuel chapter 22. 1 Samuel chapter 22. And it says this. And David therefore departed from there and he escaped to the cave of Adullam. And so when his brothers and his father's household heard of it, they came and went down there to him. And everyone, listen to this, everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, everyone who was discontent, every, they gathered to him and so he became the captain over them and there was about 400. Imagine that crew. It's like a church plant. Hey, it's like you plant a church and every crazy person comes and joins the team. Let me tell you something. The second fight that you're going to enter, once you learn the fight for yourself, the second fight is this, the fight for others who are still fighting the fight for themselves, the people that are discontent, the people that are discouraged, the people that are in debt. In other words, the people that are still trying to win the fight for themselves. In ministry, I believe the whole, like as soon as, uh, if you're like youth, young adults and you know, new Christians, it's all about helping people win those fights for themselves. But once you get past that, you need to become a discipler. Yes. Come on. Yeah. You need to learn to walk with people that are a mess. But of course, it's not about you anymore. It's learning to work with people. It's, it's, guess what? That when you go and you do youth and you put on a youth meeting, but because they're all crazy and they, they're still got, they're distracted and they're not focused on the Lord and they've got all these other issues going on, that you can still put on youth, you know, like it, you put on a thing, people, and no one comes. Guess why? Because they're still insecure. They've still got their stuff. But guess what you've got to do? You've got to put on another thing. Come on, are you hearing me? Come on. You've got to keep putting services on. You've got to keep, Working with people, you've got to keep your house open. You've got to keep giving money. You've got to keep, because you're fighting for them. Yeah, that's very good. Come on. Yeah. You've got to be patient with people. You've got to be kind to people. You've got to be loving to people. You've got to be encouraging to people, to the discouraged. Yeah. Is that true? Come on. Yeah. Because it's not about you anymore. That's very good. That's right. See, I, I grew up in a, a, a beach culture, you know, Avoca Beach is where we live, and it's quite amazing to see that. And in the old days, like they have jet skis now, but in the good old days, they used to have like, they used to actually swim out. Remember the rope on the back? And they'd swim out, you know, through rips and through crazy. And those guys did not look like Ian Thorpe. They were not this ribbon thin, cut, chiseled kind of guys. They were a big, barrel chested, powerful swimmer with great big pumpkins consolers because guess what they didn't have to swim for themselves and they talk about a person that could swim into massive surf that would drown anyone else fearlessly go out there I've seen it happen twice with these guys swim out across through a rip and then go through it going for someone knowing if they don't reach this person they're gonna die pound through the roads pound through it claw their way to this person and have to fight this person once they got to them. You'd see the throth and the waves and the punches going on and they, you know, knock you out, throw you on his back and then swim back with you. These guys could swim not for one person, they could swim for two people. 
These guys could fight the fight for other people, even when the person was panicked. Even at, and I've I've pulled one person out of the surf like that, and they fight you. I got scratches on my face from a person that I pulled out of the surf. You got to be ready for it. You got to be ready. You're going to pull someone out of hell. You're going to have to fight for them. Come on. They'll hurt you, they'll injure you, they'll swear at you, they'll curse you, they'll do all sorts of stuff to you because they're still fighting the fight for themselves. Come on. They're, in, they're discontent, they don't know what's going on, they're still working through their issues, but you've got to fight for them because if you'll stand there and you understand what That's why I believe so many people... Do. The number one, look, listen to me. We're going from the... It's a whole other thing that I want to preach. I'm coming back, hey. I'm, I've baptised myself as a Davy and I'm... Going to move into their house. But we're going from the ministry to the saints where you just all come here and, 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 you know, laugh at me or do whatever you want to do. But I'm enjoying you even if you don't enjoy me, like I said. But tonight I'm going to show you ministry. Tonight I'm going to show you how to move in God. Tonight I'm going to show you. And you're all going to know how to move in God tonight. Okay, you're all going to know how to use your voice at a very powerful level. Who wants in there? Come on. And you're all coming in Jesus' name. If you don't come tonight, you're not going to heaven. Hey, man, Jesus is going to ask you when you show up. So you've got to learn to fight for others. Come on, are you hearing me? David would got this bunch of crazy losers that no one wanted, no one could do anything, but he turned them. And let, me, let me just quickly, let me just quickly, I think this is really the prophetic word for some of you, hey? Is if you go to Second uh, Samuel chapter 23, there's this whole list of what, da- they're called David's mighty men. And he turned this bunch of misfits into this amazing bunch of superheroes. These guys were deadly, even in their old age, even in, in, in like even at their old, old age, they were still considered, they would describe them like bears that were robbed of their cubs. Even as old men, you would not want to tangle with one of these guys. They'd tie in a knot. Listen, let me just, just describe it. Because David, you know, down the fire, like he had to work with these guys. These were not the elite. These were not the great. These were not the successful. These were not in Saul's army. These were the rejects of everyone. And that's, isn't it amazing that that's what the church does? It can take you, it doesn't matter where you're from or how broken you are. Let me tell you something. If I can introduce you to Jesus, ho! Yes, yes, you can be like, the, the, Hollywood says it all the time. The underdog, the person that, the, the orphan, the broken person, all of a sudden, whiz bang, something happens. They get hit by lightning, they get electrocuted, or they drink some potion or something happens to them. And all of a sudden they become a superhero. Man, that's the born-again experience. That all of a sudden we become supernatural. Listen to these guys. And I'll just pick out one of them. Now, there was a guy called Ashmael, the brother of Joab. It's in verse 18. Uh, No, let's go to 20. 20. Benaniah. That's why we're after. Benaniah, son of Joab. Who's Benaniah? Oh. Or is that Chris? Or listen to what Benaniah can do. He was the son of a valiant man. Come on, Chris. No wonder you like this. Who had done many deeds. He had killed, listen to this. Listen to the context of lions and bears. He had killed two, two lion-like heroes of Moab. Like demonic 
like guys that are, oh, anyway, if you go to Africa, you find out about this, that people literally take on the spirit of animals to become like that and look like that. So he killed two demonic guys who had, in, like, had, in, had it invoked demonic powers so that they would fight like lions. And, and, he's like, and David goes, yeah, you're going to come up against lions and bears. Ben and I became like that from being discontent, in debt, no one wanted him now. He killed two lions down. And he also had gone down on a snowy day and killed a lion in a pit. <laughs> Who would be if you're walking along and all of a sudden you thought a lion in a pit? You go, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> that fell in there. Now you've got to think, how long has that thing, that thing been there a couple of days, let's say, it's cold, wet, and it's hungry. And super frustrated, super, you get an animal like that in a position like that, it's desperate. So he goes, he goes, this will be fun, jumps in and kills it. This is a problem. What if someone fell in that? What if that thing got loose? This needs to be dealt with now. The fight for others. Come on. You don't need to pray about your problems. Jesus has got you, okay? But your neighbours, your brothers and sisters here, there's hundreds of problems around you. There's hundreds of people suffering from stuff that you are the answer to. Do you understand that? Have you ever found out what your superpower? I'm always asking pastors, what's your superpower? Always asking, if you talk with me, I'm going to ask you, what's your superpower? Like, what do you do that, that like is ninja level? What do you do that, like, if you give me this problem, just give me that problem, man, I can nail that. I can do that. Yeah. I can overwhelm. Give me a sad person. Give me a sad person. Give me, you give me a discouraged person, I'll have them giggling. I'll have them feeling like you could come to me and I'm, I, I know my superpower is encouragement as you kind of got a feel of that. Yeah. <laughs> you could come with me with the dopiest idea ever and I'll talk you into doing it. <laughs> And you know what? God will help us. God will do it. It will frustrate everybody else. How does like everybody says, things always work out for you, Mars. Yeah, I know. Because I have a God. I know who you're serving. <laughs> there isn't a place that's hard. There isn't a person that's hard. Come on. Because we have a God, yeah, to people and to, to medical situations and to psychiatrists and to sociologists and to politicians. Yeah, people, it's hard. But to the Holy Spirit, man, come on. There's a testimony of people. Like the New Testament is still being written. Do you understand that? Come on, you get in the fight for others. You hear me? Man, if you've been saved more than seven years, you should be in the fight for others, tooth and nail. You should be able to walk around your shadow, heal people. That the sweat from your hankies, people can put it on demoniac people and they get saved. Come on. Do you think that's just for the, like, for the elite? It's not. These guys, if you read that, if you read 1 Samuel chapter 2, you'll see that those guys, those guys fought bigger things and greater battles than David did. It's like the same as what Jesus says. You know, you see things, things that I do, you're going to do greater things. David said, Yo, you saw, you know, you heard about me killing Goliath. You know, I've got the sword and I've got his head and a skull somewhere. But you know what? You're going to go do better. 
You can see how I can encourage them. Let me tell you something. I'm a nobody and broken, and you know, and I have a limited intelligence and a limited gift. But I, all I, I was saying to Pastor, like, all I can do, I can throw a sling. That's about it. Yeah. But I tell you what, doesn't matter what gets in front of me, I'll kill it. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what problem you have, how discouraged you have, what's wrong with you, I know that if I can show you my Jesus, you're going to be fine. Come on. Do you know how to do that? Do you have such courage and such faith in our God? Not in my ability, but in my God. Come on. Our God is great. Our God is all powerful. He does not have an enemy. We may, but he does not. There hasn't been a problem invented that he hasn't already got the answer to. Shandai. Ooh. Peter and your gorgeous wife, how'd you ever get her? Yeah. <laughs> Can you see okay? <laughs> Do you want to stand up, you two? I can't, I've forgotten your name, you didn't choose it. Emma. What does Emma mean? Universal one. Kind of new agey, hey. <laughs> That's cool. Let me tell you something. God rods through even, I saw you yesterday. You have, both of you are so powerful. Holy smoke, you should come to my church. No, I know, I know, I'll say that. I say you should, you know. But I tell you what, you're powerful and you're going to preach better than you've ever heard anyone else. You think of the best preacher you've ever heard, like Pastor, you're going to go woof. I tell you what, both of you got very called and I want to reaffirm your call today in front of everyone here and all of heaven that you are called to this place and to this city and to do a great and awesome work. You're a better preacher than you are a singer and you're a better preacher than you are a leader. You can lead, you both lead, that's there and that's just a minister because you're ministers of the gospel, amen? And that gospel is powerful and it's eternal and it's awesome. And I just want to say that you're going to move in power in Jesus' name. If you haven't, whatever the miracles, whatever you've ever seen now, Peter, it's nothing compared to what you're going to see. Come on, let's really go for it in Jesus' name. God's going to give you a real upgrade, even in your clarity of your thinking. Your thinking's going to get real clear. You're going to be strategic in what you do. And you're going to just see God give downloads and insight and all sorts of things. Your kids are going to be awesome. In Jesus' name. They're not going to be a worry. I wish I had your kids. Hey, they're just going to be amazing. Okay, you're just not going to have to worry. They're just going to be amazing in Jesus' name. Amen. And there's always going to be finance. They will, that's not really the battle that you're going to have. Your fight is just really going to be people. It's going to be the only pain that you'll ever have is people. Amen. Isn't that good to know? But not each other and not your family or not finances or not nothing. I think that whatever you desire in your heart, God will always give you. It's really what you know that you need. Let me say this to you. If you want what you need, God will give it to you. In other words, see, well, this is kind of a word for someone. See, sometimes we want what we want, God won't give us. Give us God always gives us what we need. So do you want what you need? Are you hearing me? If you have a need this morning, do you want it? Amen, amen. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Amen, amen. The fight for others. Hey, who's the team? Who's the team? Let's pull the trigger. Who's, if you've got a leadership role in this church, please stand to your feet. If you're responsible for anyone, please. Yeah, that's you too. <laughs> if you lead something, you connect group, you know, you're responsible for someone. 
in Jesus' name. Father, I pray an upgrade for everyone. Yeah, dob people in. <laughs> if you make key, stand up. That's a fight for other people, amen? Come on. If you help at the, at the thing, if you help, you put out chairs, I don't care. If you're taking something, see, you understand, whenever you do something for someone else, that's a fight for others. You put out anything, come on, that's it. You do car park, you do something, that's it. Come on, that's awesome. These are all the ones that are fighting. You know, you will give them a big hand because they're all fighting for you. Amen. Bless them. Okay, you all got to get an upgrade. Who wants? Who likes coming? Who gets on a plane and all of a sudden they tell you, "Oh, guess what? You get to turn left." <laughs> That's a good feeling, isn't it? <laughs> an upgrade. An upgrade. Upgrade in joy, upgrade in wisdom. That's what you're going to get. And you're going to get, oh, let's just throw in power too, hey? Who guy can upgrade in power? In Jesus' name. Father, I pray right now that you would start to impart power in Jesus' name. That, Father, you bring breakthrough power, power and confidence about their prayer, about what they're believing for in their faith. Father, I pray a clarity of hearing your voice. Father, I pray over them, Father, a great sense of purpose about all that they do, both both spirit, you know, there's even in the, even of making tea, that Lord, whatever they do, whatever they do, they would know what it's unto you. There'd be a great sense of glory and purpose about it. Every conversation, every text, every phone call would be a significant thing. Every, every conversation, every person they meet, both that is in their team or who they're leading or who they meet, that God, that you would make them into a minister, a minister of the gospel, a minister of the gospel in Jesus' name, that they would carry something. They don't understand that they carry the glory and the greatness and the power of God with them. That they're not just an insignificant little person in Harvey Bay somewhere, but Lord, that they have a greatness and a power about them in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Just sit down for a moment. This girl with the bun. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. You don't have to get word if you don't want one. <laughs> but you and your friend. It's like a row of girls. All the girls stand up. You darling going to start to work in, you, you kind of hear, you hear the word of God, God's voice very clearly, okay? You do. What you're hearing is God. Sometimes you think you guess, sometimes you think that's weird, sometimes you think it's deja vu. All that sort of language is only because you're hearing God. Come on, you're hearing, you're going to get words of knowledge, you're going to know stuff you didn't know before. Okay, you're going to know stuff and it's going to be because God's going to reveal the hearts of people and you're going to help people in Jesus' name. Amen. You too, darling, even what you're doing, you're a huge encourager and you're going to start to step into encouraging people and it's going to break the, all sorts of stuff off you. It's amazing when you give, like Pastor said, when you give, it's amazing when you give what you need. <laughs> Come on. Well, I can see that. That's their smile. Oh, that's just, get that going. That's very powerful in Jesus' name. Amen. Sister, you all got buns. You know what my brother says? This is what my brother says. You know those girls that wear like you, got, you two of you got that knob on the top? Mm. It's a volume control. Let's turn her down. Everybody... I'm just looking for them. There's guys wearing them here anyway. <laughs> but you, sister, let me tell you something. Your prayers work. Your prayers work. Your prayers avail much. Come on. If you knew you could, if your prayers counted, what would you pray for? Boom. There you go. 
You too, darling. Let me tell you something. God's helping you. God's going to help you. Okay? He's your ever-present help. There's not a situation. Believe me, you're not overlooked and you're not. He sees you. In Jesus' name, he sees you. He sees you wherever you go. And you, you think about people all the time. You are really kind and really generous about your words and your things. You, have never, you wouldn't have a fly. And that's because you manifest. You're like Jesus. Understand that? You carry him, darling. Shandai. Such a privilege to pray over you. Amen. You, darling. It's like, oh, you know what? You just, God's going to give you, yeah, with the glasses. God's going to give you, a, it's like you're, you're kind of real focused and you're kind of really determined about some things. And God's going to give you a new vision for your life. He's going to give you a real purpose and a thing about why you are on this earth to do a great and awesome work. And you're going to give glory to him. Even from today, you kind of start to, all that you do and all that you say, your work is where you're really meant to be, okay? Where you are is where you're meant to be. And that gets really frustrated sometimes. But you know what? God's going to show you the purpose in that and how you bring glory to him in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. And Onki? Okni, girl. I don't know, whatever you're on your... Oh, it's a D. I can't see. Whatever that says, amen. <laughs> but tell you what, you know what? You're an evangelist, and God wants you to really start to do that and to understand that. There's evangelism, you know, evangelism. It's like you just share Jesus, and it's he's the one that will talk to them through you, okay? You just love people and give to people and be open to tell them about your testimony, and boom, okay? It'll, like, drop into people in Jesus' name. And the girl next, next to you, this really stylish lady, he's looking at the DK girl. Look, there you go. Amen. Is your husband here? She's a what? Transformation Center. Uh, but is your husband here? Is he, is he with you or is that he's not there? Well, something has happened. Who are the men in your life? Your dad. Okay, so God is doing something about the men in your world. Okay, God is doing something about that. <laughs> and it's okay. Okay, even the men in your life, God is going to do something about in Jesus' name. I want to declare that. I'm really good with men. Hey, He's going to do that. And even what even has been wrong around that is going to get fixed in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You're not going to miss out and you're not less. You're not, you're not missing out. The world that you have now is not because of what they have or haven't done. Amen? Because you know Jesus. Come on. Bless you girls. Amen. Amen. All right. You want one more fight? <laughs> Will we start something? <laughs> start talking about football or something like that about Queensland anyway okay let's go to 1 Chronicles 22 I think one day this will I'll write a book about all this and then let's go to 1 Chronicles chapter 22 it says this now David said now this is this is the third battle so David's you can sort of see it. This is what he fought for himself as a teenager, fought for others, the majority of his adult life. Okay? He 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 turned he because of that, he turned Israel into a superpower. Like 
People, people paid David, they paid David to marry their daughters so that he wouldn't go to war with them. So he wouldn't fight them. I look at that and think, wow, imagine, imagine. <laughs> you know, imagine the, the drug dealers around here, like, coming in and saying, listen. Like, can you just not go and pray down that street? Like, because wherever you guys are, people won't buy drugs. It's like the police coming to you, to pastor and going, man, I don't know what's going on, but we just hear reports about your church and like I've got to have to change my budget because I really don't need the amount of police officers here that we used to need. Imagine that. Imagine ruling this place in such a way that what were your enemies and what were that and all kind of like, how do we, how do Imagine council, imagine, I believe in this, that when council, imagine that, that when you become the mayor of Hardy's Bay, that they give you pastor's mobile number. They say, listen, you know what? If you really want to see stuff happen in this community, you have to talk to this guy. Because whatever they say goes. See, the church was feared in Acts. Not called irrelevant, not called bunch of fruits or you know they're actually feared because God was with them that's what David's like they used to just go oh man whatever just leave us alone because if you if you try to and he pushed the boundaries out anyway that's the fight for others but let's go to this this is his final fight and I rarely ever see someone enter into this both in the kingdom and in the secular world I rarely see people ever actually get to fight this fight. And it's in 1 Chronicles chapter 22 and verse 5. Now David said, Solomon, my son, is young and inexperienced. And like David's dying. He's on his deathbed. And this is what he's saying. My son Solomon is young and inexperienced. And the house to be built by the Lord must be exceedingly magnificent. Remember David had a heart. He wanted to build... Uh, a temple, a place of worship for the Lord. But he wasn't able to do it, but he figured out a way to do it. He says, the house must be exceedingly magnificent. I love these words, exceeding magnificent, famous and glorious throughout all countries. I will now make provision for it. So David made abundant preparations before his death. There's the fight for yourself. There's the fight for others, but then there's the fight for the future. A fight beyond this. Guess what? You're sitting in someone's fight for the future. I got to meet a man that pastor introduced me to, the, the family that built this building, who was a young boy when this was all established, and he watched his dad do it. He's now gone to be with the Lord, Amen. Someone built this. Someone paid for this. Someone did this. Someone went without. Someone dug deep. Someone, you know, m- might have gone without because they wanted you to sit in a lovely air-conditioned building with beautiful carpet. See, someone paid for the seat. Someone did that. And we're talking in a practical kind of thing. But you know what? Guess what? One day you're going to have to give this to some young couple who were going to sell it. 
And they think he's going to go buy some lunar park thing down somewhere else and get themselves into way more debt that would freak you out. This next generation, they don't worry about debt. Look at their mobile phone. She's laughing, going, yeah, I don't care. See your daughter. You're on your own. Oh, okay, you want me to find someone? Okay. But the fight for the future, amen? Come on. Very few. And unfortunately, we've seen some great men of God all over the world who were at the very stage of being able to fight for the future taken out. Not being able to pass on the great kingdom that they'd bought, now longer irrelevant and pushed to the side while the whole thing peels apart. It breaks my heart. Not being able to fight for the next. You would, you would all know, and you're in a generation, you know, vastly. You remember John Howard? Remember, remember Bob Hawke? These great prime ministers, prime ministers that had served the longest on either side of that camp. But I know this, you'd all agree that both those men loved our nation. Maybe had a different mechanism of how they're going to do it, but both of them would be in tears often about stuff that would happen in our nation and fought and fought and fought. But then when it came to bring, you know, when we could have had another great prime minister, you know, when they could have touched, you know, the next guy on the shoulder and and let him go and, and promoted him, nah, because they would not let go. They would not let go. It didn't get passed on. And so they actually, their own parties would turn on them Shut them down. And you look at the last thing that we had when we had, praise God, that we've not, we might actually have a prime minister that might f- do a full term. That would be a shock to us all, wouldn't it? Remember all that nonsense going on on both sides of that political fence? And yet, you know what? The very fathers, and I was thinking of it this morning when I was thinking of this, you know, our nation has no statesmen. Our church is running out of statesmen, although you might get there. Hey, mate, you're not old enough yet. <laughs> Is that true? You know what I mean? Where are the great, great Australians, like the great church leaders that are still relevant, still fighting, and they're not about themselves anymore. They're not about trying to build their kingdom anymore because they've done that and they've handed that over. And now they are, they are making great preparations before they go. They are given out. They are passing it over. Is that true? Come on, you've got to have the fight for the future. And I pray that one day, guess what? I'm going to probably do something. And, you know, already there's a ministry happening and there's a brand and there's all sorts of going on. But my son, who's kind of going to follow in my footsteps, guess what? He's not going to have to probably do the hard yards and do all the stuff that I've had to do. He won't have to do that. He's probably going to get, you know, I've never played first class or business class. I've never traveled like that. But he's probably going to. You know, he won't have to, you know, do all the, the breakthrough and the thing that I had to do and the, and the thing, because guess what? One day he's going to get hold of this thing and carry this thing that I have. He's going to carry that. I know that God has spoken to us both about that. And he won't have to do what I've had to do in order to take it, and he'll take it to another level. Is that true? Come on. But I can't go, oh, can I, you know, me there going, oh, no, it's about me. I'm the brand. I'm the thing. I'm the prophet. I'm the one that they're all coming to see. No, one day I'm going to have to sit there and cheer and laugh and, and, and heckle. <laughs> Lies. I'll just pretend I've got Tourette's. <laughs> Is that true? Come on. Some of you here have grown a great business. One day you're going to have to hand that sucker over. Otherwise, it's going to come to nothing. Is that true? 
One day you're going to have to hand over your, all that you've done, your ministry, maybe youth ministry. Guess what, guys? You're going to have to hand that over. Young adults, you're going to have to hand it over. Playing the drums, you're going to have to hand it over. You're going to have to hand that over. It might have been a great thing all your life and you've practiced, you've done all the things, but one day, guess what? You're going to have to give it to an eight-year-old. You can hardly see, you can hardly do it, but you're going to have to work with him and train. It's a very good, you know, the singers and all of that, you, you know, all of the stuff on the door. Guess what? You're going to have to give it to someone else. You're going to have to give the building, you know, it's going to like, one day you're like, you'll build this tool it get, it, you're going to have to, are you hearing what I'm saying? Because most churches, like even in businesses, isn't it true? The, the first generation in a business, they break through. You know, the, the dad buys a truck and then he gets another truck and then he, you know, he's starting to move around. He gets a few, maybe gets a bit of a fleet going. And, you know, the, the family really prospers. It goes from just, you know, a, you know, it just prospers and they get to own a holiday home and they, they can go on overseas holidays and they've got a caravan, a four-wheel drive and a boat. You know, they sort of, dad really cracks it. And, of course, the boys grow under that. And, you know, and the boys, they, they get their truck license at the earliest age they can. And, they, and then they learn management. And because dad's only, he's only sent them to the private school. And then they learn they, they may only drive a truck for a few years because now they're starting to run this thing. And now they never drive the truck. They're just in the office and they're on phone calls and they're making deals and they're doing loose agreements. And then they grow it and they make it now. It goes statewide, maybe even national, that second generation. Is that true? Come on. And you're probably in this church is that second generation where it's kind of like, wow, like, man, this is awesome. And I tell you, you sh there should be a Bayside in every country and every town in Australia, what you guys have. Do you understand that? You don't get too excited about that, hey. <laughs> Come on. You look at the presence, look at the, look at the hope, look at the encouragement, look at what you, you, you have and what's on him is on, on them is on you. But you're actually grabbing hold of it. I can see it. You've all got faith. But then you, like you break through and then you've got to have it where you can, where, what could we do? And then, then it always will nearly every time, it's very few, the third generation, the ones that have only ever known abundance, ever known privilege, ever known good, they just blow it. They just don't value it. They don't take it. They don't fight it when they might be able to go global. They could turn the thing into a juggernaut. They could turn the thing into not, you know, just not buying trucks, maybe making trucks, maybe manufacturing, doing all sorts of crazy because now this thing that they have is set up debt-free and it works. You understand what I'm saying? It's the same in church. We know how to disciple people. We know how to raise money. We know how to do all these things. We know how to do it. Come on. You know how to disciple people. You know how to save people. You know how to put people into leadership. You know how to do that. You know how to plant churches. You know how to break through in communities. You know how to encourage. You know how to do that. But then one day you're going to have to let others do that. And you just encourage and you make, you make everything available. To whatever, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? Like I could hear it in Pastor Glenn uh, yesterday when he was talking about, you want to go plant a church? I'll back you. Because I can't do it, and I'm not meant to do it, but I feel that in this season of my life, I'm going to back people that want to do it. Let me, let me show you the budget that he raised. In gold alone was 112 tonnes. On the, on, the, on the current price that I kind of looked up, it's about $64, $64 million a tonne. 
So that equates to $7,168 million. $7 billion, one building. <laughs> Silver, which they used as nails. was 262 tonnes. Like you look at the semi-trailer loads, like you're worried about what you spend on the chairs. God has no budget. Was 200, so he didn't spend that much on silver, it was only $262 million. The opera house when it was built was $102 million. David raised billions for the next generation and just said, David, Solomon, here you go. In fact, there's only three, there's only a couple, only a couple of leaders that ever get a really great run and it's because the leader that handed it over to them set it up for them and didn't contest it, didn't leave it rudderless, didn't just step down and die and let them all sort it out. That was Moses and Joshua. Because Joshua said, Moses said, Joshua's the next guy. Joshua's the next guy. Joshua's the next guy. Is that true? Yeah. So, and Joshua, he, he just inherits. And then there's Solomon. The only two in the Old Testament of all those kings and all those guys, it was only Joshua and Solomon. And Solomon really took it. But then, you know, Solomon's son, complete. <laughs> Listens to his dopey friends, the same dopiness as him. Doesn't fight for the future. And you're at a critical mass now. You haven't, you're not in the fight for the future, but you will be. You will be. I will be. You all will be. Come on. And can you imagine trying to do that if you haven't killed your lions and bears? Still insecure? Still about you? If your kids aren't in church, I want you to stand your feet. If your kids aren't serving God, they're not in church. They should be that they're not. Amen. Man. Well, let's in Jesus' name. You know what, my God, I don't know about your God, but my God does the impossible good. Let's just call him back in Jesus' name, amen. Jesus. Father, so I preach. Father, I speak over every prodigal, every, no matter what's happened, no matter what we've done to maybe cause that, we're sorry, we own that, but Father, I pray that God, the gospel, and what they've sat under, what they know about you, we call that back into them in Jesus' name. Father, I pray this generation to come back to you in Jesus' name. I call them out. I call them out. Father, I pray that, Lord, it's, I, I see like Lazarus coming out of the grave. Father, I pray that they'd hear your voice 
in the midst of their death, in the midst of their pain, in the midst of their thing. Even while their life stinks, God, I pray that even when it stinks, that you'd call them out of that in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray even now that you would start to undo their grave clothes and the things that hold them in that and hold them in that life. I pray right now that you'd break that. And Father, even in the coming weeks and months, that Father, there would be reconnection, that there would be coming back, that there'd be humility, that there would be that there'd be forgiveness, Father. And I pray a great sense of joy, 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 and faith and expectation to enter into hearts right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Rule breakthrough in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I reckon just sit back, make a cup of tea for them. Hey, they're gonna come. Amen. Get us get a bed ready. Get a get a place ready. Get start start making phone calls going, hi. I'm enjoying you even if you don't enjoy me. <laughs> In Jesus' name. If you've got red on, I want you to stand your feet. Can I, I've got 15 minutes. I've got 15 minutes before lunch. you got red on. Some people aren't sure who dressed you this morning. It's like you're not sure if you've got red on. Help a person if they've got red on. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, that's, hey, I don't care if it's a dot. <laughs> I'm in. I've seen people peel off clothes when I call off a collar, just trying to find something. <laughs> Steal clothes. Oh, there's a jump. Let me tell you something. Right now, the enemy's going to put a stop to his plans for you. It's like I see this, this halt behind you, and it's kind of like this, what the enemy meant for evil, it's, no, it's even like this. It's like how Pharaoh's army chased and pursued the children of Israel once they got free, that he shut it off. Yes. You know how they weren't able to go where you're going to go? And where you're going, the enemy isn't going to be able to follow. Where you're going, Chris and your gorgeous girlfriend, he isn't going to go. He isn't, can't go. He can't go. That the, the handsome, These two handsome-looking couples up there, the enemy isn't going to be able to follow you. He can't come. The things that you've left behind can't come with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you hearing me? You hearing me? You hearing me? It's not going to happen. What's been in your family, what's been said over you, it's not going to follow you anymore in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. This young man here, you're going to know the favor of God like you've never, I don't know if you know, understand what I mean, but it's going to, stuff's going to start working out in Jesus' name. Do you know? And you're going to... It's, uh, yeah, you, whatever is in your heart, you know, to do, it's kind of like, do it. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you want to be a fireman, be a fireman. You know, do it. Amen. Come on. Let's do this thing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Have a seat. All the left-handed people want to stand up. All the googlies. Man, you keep jumping up. What do you cheat? I want to check. We had a girl in a church where I was leading, and she'd come up on every altar call. And I was thinking, man, I reckon I'd call out prostate cancer, she'd come out. <laughs> Can you say that in church? <laughs> Amen. Amen. God has made you in a very unique and special way. You're left-handed. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Made you in a very unique way. 
And the way you see things, and even though you know how scissors and all that stuff isn't made for you, but God made you. <laughs> you, know, not it's like, you know what I mean? How stuff, power tools and all that, the safety switches are all the wrong way around. In fact, God's going to change things in your life, so there's going to be more, you're going to feel like you fit more. You're going to feel like you fit more. Some of you are suffering some real rejection, some real things that's going to stop in Jesus' name. Amen? Yeah. It's going to stop. It's yeah. going to stop. Okay? Life's going to fit kind of, you know, when you, we need to feel like, yeah, that's the word. You need to belong. And you're going to have a sense that you belong here. Yes. You're going to belong to this family. Yeah. You're going to belong at work. You're going to belong. You're going to sort of just nestle yourself in there. Beautiful. And you're just going to, man, I'm here. I'm, I'm just here. Yeah. And I belong in Jesus' name. Come on, big fella, you belong. Come on. You belong. Yes. Amen. I'm not going to start a fight with you. I reckon you really hurt me. <laughs> You're on my side, okay? <laughs> but there is a real call on your life, and you're really struggling with some things now. But don't worry about that. God's going to... I'm glad you were here, big fella, because... What's your name? Dylan. Dylan. Oh, that's, a, that's an awesome name, hey? It's a powerful name. And that name, instead of meaning... What it has meant to you and to people around you is going to be a symbol of hope. When people say your name, it's going to be good. Yeah. God's going to rebrand you and remarket you and re-put you out there and people are going to get shocked by the transformation that's happened. Wow. When you talk about being clean, you're going to be so clean and sparkly clean you won't even recognize yourself. Wow. And you're going to have a real, there's going to be an upgrade in your joy even from today. You're just going to laugh at yourself and your mistakes. <laughs> you're going to really just think, oh man, I am just so funny, hey. <laughs> is he funny? Is he funny? Yeah, he's funny. <laughs> Amen, you know. And you watch God repair damage. You watch God do that. And all the things that, like, even how you didn't, you're going to have a great sense you belong. I'm so glad you're here with this family and that stuff. And I pray that you feel like you belong and that you want to, as you start to contribute both in the community that you're part of and part of this community and the other communities that you're going to go and reach and transform, you're gonna, that's going to be your real call. I just want to make people feel like they belong like I feel I belong. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Let me tell you something. If you're hearing a word that I say over someone, steal it, amen. It's kind of in this corporate setting. You can all sit down. They're the really handsome African man with the glasses, you've got a suit on or something? Yes, thank you, sir. Is that God is really on your life and it's called, I don't know what you do, but what you do is a calling. Oh, you're a doctor. Well, I'm, praise God you did all that work and that you could still stay there doing that. But I tell you what, God, let me say this. You're going to have words of knowledge. God's going to supernaturally let you know what you don't know. And it's going to be amazing. You're going to know intimate things about people, even who you work with and work college. I see you having not a ministry to your patients, but a ministry to your colleagues. You're going to really minister to your colleagues. And you're going to be like a father to so many people, the other doctors and, and medical professionals. That you're going to have, I see them wanting to sit with you and listen to you. And you're going to minister to them, counsel them and, and, and tell them about how to be a, like their marriages and their, and their kids. And you're going to pastor doctors in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Amen. 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 This with the goatee, the goatee, blonde surf guy, dark shirt, there behind the guy with a cap. Yeah, you. You want to stand up? Is your wife with you? Was this your daughter or your wife? <laughs> Did you marry her or adopt her? It looks like. Yeah, come on, son. 
That was a win. That was a good day's work, hey? These guys in Hardy's Bay, they get the chicks, hey? Come on, mate. You know what? I just want to bless you in the name of Jesus, both of you. What would you like blessed? Oh, okay. Ready? (laughs) Father, I pray that, Lord, what's your names, guys? Wayne and Belinda. Father, I pray for Wayne and Belinda's family that you would bless it. Pour down abundant, that, Lord, that there would be salvations, that there'd be people full of the Holy Spirit, there would be healings, that, Lord, they'd be blessed. In fact, that would be people who say, Wayne and Belinda's family's blessed. Oh, my goodness, that you'll be, I want to be blessed like they're blessed. I want to have a life and a relationship with Jesus like they have. And as you, because you've delighted yourself in the Lord, it's going to give you the, delight, the delights of your heart. I can see a great holiday coming up for you. I can see God providing for that in Jesus' name, time and all sorts of things, enable to do that. And it's going to be, even that will be an awesome thing in Jesus' name. You need a holiday, my friend, and God's going to send you on it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's going to be a real blessing. It's actually going to be a thing that you've struggled with to do, but now you're going to do holidays like a champion in Jesus' name. Okay, He's going to be good to go on holidays from now on, Belinda. Amen. He won't have his head in all the things, you know. Amen. It's, you're awesome and you're diligent and you're going to make lots of money in Jesus' name too, Wayne. You've, done, you've cracked it and you're doing really good, but you're at, not quite at the level that you know you want to be. Amen. True. Hey. And he's going to enable that. And it's not going to be a striving thing. It's going to be a relaxed. You're going to follow God and God's going to lead you. And God's going to lead you and show you what to do and the contracts and all the things that you need to do and the people that you need to connect with. God's going to organize that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Ooh. There's a lady. (laughs) There's... There's a lady that's kind of, I don't know quite how to describe. There's a lady in pink right behind you. Point to that girl with the got a white T-shirt. She just turned around there. Yeah, you. Yes, I know. You don't have to get a word if you don't want one. Oh, yeah. Who are you talking to? You're getting permission from your daughter. What's your name, darling? Sarah. Oh, Sarah. Oh, and then you said you Sada. Listen to me, Sarah. God is holding your hand. I see God holding your hand and strengthening you right now. In fact, here's assigned three angels to you that I can see. Three angels assigned to you that he's gonna, they're just gonna like surround you. It's like you've got the Lord holding your hand, you've got one hand, you've got one behind you, you've got one beside you. <laughs> and they're really good looking too, by the way. <laughs> and they're going to make sure they're going to lead you and guide you one it's kind of like i don't want to get too freaked out but you know one's going to really make sure that the steps that you take he's going to go before you so the lord's going to go before you he's going to make sure like it's just going to be it's going to be watched over and you've not really known what that's like but you the lord wants you to know that he is your guard and he is your protector and he is your provider okay and he is with you and he's holding you he's strengthening you and there's nothing to worry about (laughs) <laughs> isn't that good <laughs> there's nothing and he's going to show you that there's nothing to worry about he's going to show you that hasn't he always been faithful he has always been faithful 
He has always been faithful. But now you're going to see his power. Now he's going to see, now he's going to see his power. What you've constantly always needed is a miracle. You always need a miracle. God's going to give you so that all you're going to know, it's better to live blessed than need a miracle. Is that true? <laughs> Who likes to see miracles? Amen. Well, you're going to have to have, that means trouble. That means you're going to be in a position where you need a miracle. <laughs> the better thing is who wants to pray for miracles? That's someone else's nonsense and do that. That's the better deal. And you've, do you know what I mean? And it's going to swap now from like, you're not going to need a miracle anymore, darling. You're just going to gonna know the goodness and the blessing and the provision and the comfort of God. All your days, all your days in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 How about we stand to our feet? We stand to our feet. And let's bless the pastor who comes. I'm going to hand it over right now to the, the awesome, the powerful, the best thing to ever hit Hardy's Bay since the wharf. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.